This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. The province of Quebec just does winter better, certainly than Ontario. I'm not going to take shots at the prairies this morning, but Quebec knows how to create these Nordic experiences that are artistic and beautiful, like the Hôtel de Glace. The famous hotel is made of ice and gets rebuilt every year. It's located just outside of Quebec City, and this year's hotel has themes with sculptures and decorations and even a couple cocktails. Again, that's Quebec for you. Montreal community reporter Shiny Saravanmuthu has more of the details. Hey, good morning, Shiny. Good morning. How are you? Shiny, I am fantastic. In your opinion, what's the best way to experience l'Hôtel de Glace? Honestly, it really depends. If you're like brave enough and you're willing to stay inside one of those rooms where it's made out of ice and snow, <laughs> I would say spend the night if you can get accommodation because they book out really fast. And this year it starts January 4th and it runs up until March. So if you can find something that and you're brave enough to stay at the hotel, do it. I think that would be a great experience. We've been trying for years and it always books out. So we're going to try this year to see if we can stay. Um, otherwise you can just go for the day or you can go for the night. Like they have two different sections. Mm. Um, I would say going at night is nicer because there's lights. It's, it's more of an obvious, yes, it'll be a little colder, but Hey, you're surrounded by ice regardless. So, um, yeah, I would say both. And you could just, you can experience the hotel. You don't have to stay there. You buy a ticket, uh, tickets range from 24 to 99 for children and go up to 29.99 for adults and you're you have access to the restaurant and everything regardless if you're staying at the hotel or not what do you think makes the experience so special i think it's different right it's handmade it's you're you're embracing winter and you're getting to experience like you grow up watching tv shows and you see people living in igloos and stuff and like you're like okay this can't be true like this can't actually be warm and you actually get to experience it as an adult. So it's kind of cool. And it's, it's, and it's cool that they build it every year. It's, it's so. a, pr- it's a pretty bougie igloo, you know, like you're talking about yeah, a real, yeah, yeah. you're talking about a real hotel here with I like know, sculptures and, and lights and bars and cocktails. Yeah. I don't know. I, I shiny. I just think, listen, every province has their own way of celebrating winter yeah. and marking it in their own way. There's something about Quebec and I'll say even more specifically about Quebec city, whether it's the Hotel de Glace, whether it's mm-hmm. Carnival, there's something about Quebec that just embraces and I'll say it embraces every single season, but in winter, it would be really easy yeah. to get down in the dumps about it. Quebec does yeah. not do that. Yeah, we find ways for you to be able to spend your money and get your spirits up high. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good point. Okay, if you want to learn more about the super cool Hotel de Glace, you can visit valcartier.com. So V-A-L-C-A-R. T-I-E-R, valcartier.com, and search for Hotel de Glace. And glace is uh, ice in French, so G-L-A-C-E. 
And uh, if cool isn't your thing, then uh, why not warm up with a unique cafe in Montreal? Mm. Cafe La Chute is inviting families to enjoy some afternoon tea or coffee, all while enjoying some cookie decorating. So I know you're a baker, Shiny. Why yeah. are you digging this cafe? Honestly, uh, if I can skip the part of baking cookies and rolling out all that dough and skip to the decorating part, sign me up. <laughs> and honestly, this is our first activity for the holiday season with our family. So we actually went on Sunday and I loved it. Um, so it's great. We were all full on adults that one and we enjoyed it. The music was surprisingly not Christmas music, but like 90s hits. So we were really enjoying it. Oh, yeah. And uh, so they have different packages. So there's one package where you can get two cookies with two icings and sprinkles for $8. Uh, they had another one with three cookies, three icings and one sprinkle for $11 or another one for six cookies, four icings and uh, two sprinkles. And that comes up to $19 and you can uh, get a hot beverage. They have hot cocoa, coffee, matcha, uh, and they have a little pastry section as well. And so it was nice. Like we got our hot, hot beverages, we had our, our pastries and we were decorating and it was just very relaxing. And it was like fun. We're not all creative, you know, and um, it was fun to, for me to start decorating since I'm still adjusting to my vision from my surgery. Let's just say I'm not the chef I used to be at the moment. So. <laughs> you, <laughs> but it's fun. It takes time and practice. It takes time and yeah. practice. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that the music was a little bit more of a 90s jams. I find yeah. that to be uh, totally uh, enjoyable and uh, acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> what, are some yeah. your, what are some of your other observations about the cafe, maybe in regards to the, the accessibility? Definitely very accessible. There's no like crazy stairs to get up. Everything is one level. It's very bright, brightly lit. I used the bathroom and I was very happy. It wasn't one of those dingy bathrooms. Um, it was like a normal format. Uh, they're very, uh, very friendly. Uh, they're very, they speak English and French. So it's very helpful in that sense. If there's any tourists who are going there, um, all in all, I had a really great experience and you saw so many people at different ages. You saw kids decorating. There was like a birthday party that was happening and they were having the time of their life. And then, then you have adults like us who are enjoying it. You know, we were a bit more quieter, but we were, we were enjoying it. And like, there's so many different cookie shapes that you can pick from. So like my husband went with Grinch and I was like, well, that's a little brave choice there. Uh, <laughs> I stuck with the simpler, you know, Christmas tree and a Christmas sweater and, and a gift. So where, what part of town is it located in? La Chouette? It's in St. Denis. So it's, it's downtown. Um, so we went on a Sunday. So parking was free till 1 PM. So we kind of went there for 11. So we didn't have to pay for parking and there's still pay parking available and it's right around the corner from a metro as well. So it's accessible in that sense as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. It, it sounds like maybe you were in the plateau and that makes me uh, very excited. Very, very <laughs> excited. Uh, Shiny, thank you for this. Have a lovely day. I think this is thank the last, you. no, I think we're talking one more time before the yeah. holidays. So I won't exactly. wish you, I won't, I won't wish you a happy holidays just yet, <laughs> but just know, just know the vibe is there already. Sounds great. <laughs> <Take> <laughs> That's Shiny Sarah Vanamuthu, community reporter in Montreal, Quebec. In 60 seconds, Laura Bain has a couple of different stories from the world of entertainment, including the Hollywood strikes being done and dusted. But first, gamers are getting a taste of the new Grand Theft Auto. Mike Dubusky has more in Tech Trends. 
GTA is just this big kind of like game where you kind of just have this virtual sandbox you can just run around and play with. IGN's Taylor Lyle says Grand Theft Auto 6 retains the open world and the controversies of earlier entries in the series. Some would call it a, a virtual crime simulator, for example. This entry adds a female protagonist. There's been a lot of controversy in the last several years, especially with GTA 5 and its portrayal of women. So the fact that we have a female protagonist kind of spearheading this next game is, is somewhat big. Lyle says that's part of the reason why GTA 6 is poised to be a big deal when it launches in 2025, both for its publisher Rockstar and for the broader gaming world. It's always like, what is Rockstar going to do that sets a new standard, a new bar for what open world and open world sandbox games should be? With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Thank you very much, Mike. Turning to the world of entertainment, the actor's strike is finally done and dusted. Eh, Laura Bain? Yes, officially over. So SAG after members voted 78% in favor of ratifying the deal that was tentatively reached with studios about a month ago. Um, so this makes it official. They're not going back on strike and productions can roll ahead full steam, which is uh, good news. So this deal is worth over a billion dollars in gains for SAG after members, as well as uh, certain protections against the use of artificial intelligence, which was really the biggest sticking point on this uh, on this deal. Well, I'm happy that most of the membership is happy and that uh, the wheels of production can uh, get turning in full. I know that was a, a long, long strike for a lot of people holding out for important stuff. Uh, the writer's side of the strike as well. So Hollywood is a much different place at the end of 2023 than it was at the beginning of the year. Laura, forget 2023, though. In other entertainment news, there's some uh, retro opportunities for folks who like Michael Jackson. That's right. We're going back to 1967 today. So um, <laughs> Michael Jackson's first ever studio recording is getting a limited release starting tomorrow, and it's only going to be available for 48 hours. So anyone who's interested, you got to act fast if you want to purchase this. So this is of the song Big Boy, which was recorded in Chicago's wonderful studios, as I mentioned, back in 1967. Now... <sighs> I'm going to try to explain this as best as I can. So okay. it's on a Swedish it's on a Swedish based music uh music and royalty platform called Another Block. Have you ever heard of Another Block before? No, but it seems like the Swedes are really taking over the music distribution industry here between Spotify and this. Yeah, so fans can purchase sort of two versions of like of what's being released over the next uh, for 48 hours. So an open edition for 25 US dollars, which includes the recording of the song that they can only listen to through another blocks player. So it's not going to be available like on your Spotify or anything like that. Uh, images of master tapes and agreements, downloadable song stems, I'll explain that in a second, and a digital vinyl B-side. Or if you want to shell out $100 for a limited edition, edition you get all that plus newly designed artwork and nine additional song stems so song stems as i best understand from my google search this morning is when you take uh like the the elements that make up a a track so audio files that make up a track like your vocal track your drum track your bass track there might be some audio files out there um 
who are yelling at their devices that I'm getting that wrong, but that's my that's my understanding. So no, you, did, you actually did a really you did a really good job there. Uh, sometimes with the royalty free music that we play on the show, uh, coming in in and out of breaks, oftentimes we have the choice of picking either entire songs or just elements of stem that might take out the trombone or might take out the guitar or take out the vocals. So you defined that quite well in terms of explaining it to a layman. That was really well done. And don't worry about the audio files. They've they've already tuned out hours ago. Right. Yes, I definitely am a layman. So. <laughs> um, so another block CEO. And, you know, if folks are really interested in this, it's sort of like the whole non-fungible token thing. I would encourage them to go on the website because I'm not going to be able to fully explain it. But they say that they're experimenting with the concept of digital ownership and that they hope to replicate the feeling of owning a vinyl record. Mm. Uh, I don't know. So that's kind of my question for you. What do you think? Can the experience of owning a physical recording be digitally replicated? I I don't think so. I I am someone who in the world of streaming has chosen to buy digital copies of things, maybe movies that I really like that that I don't want to have to find what streamer it popped on just to go watch a movie that I like. So it, you can replicate ownership. I don't think you can replicate the feeling, especially when it comes to something like music. There's a smell that wafts off a new CD, and there's where I date myself, CD. There's a feeling of the first time you slide a CD into a CD player. There's something about sliding a vinyl outside of its sleeve and the pop as you put the needle of the record player on. I, I, I just don't think that a digital collection offers you the same sensory experience. I also think that for collectors, if they can't show it off on their shelf, what's the point? Yeah, I, I think I'm not there as myself as well. If I really want access to something, like if I was just a super fan and I wanted to hear this track, or same thing, if there's a movie that I want to watch that's not available, I will pay for access to that, but it doesn't really excite me to have digital ownership of something. I feel like physical objects just kind of have this essence that can't be replicated. As you mentioned, the, you know, the smell of them. I have like some vinyl records and sometimes there's these little, you know, booklets in them or, or artwork, but um, you know, I did think about an accessibility angle and that would be interesting to learn more about. But as far as the whole aspect of digital ownership as an investment, yeah, I guess if somebody, I I could maybe get behind that, but it feels about as exciting to me as like dealing with understanding my, <laughs> you know, mutual funds and things like that, which I, I tend to just sort of gloss over. <laughs> yeah, some collectors also, audiophiles are yelling at us and collectors might be yelling at us, but being a collector is not truly an investment. Yes, you can make some money off your collections, uh, comic books, art, CDs. A friend of mine collects classic hip hop CDs and it sold a few of them for like thousands of dollars. So like, like th there is money to be made here. But I think really and truly the reason why he collects classic hip hop CDs is not for the money. He collects them because he loves the thrill of finding the CD and putting it as part of his collection. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. 
Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.